Welcome back to another episode of Millennials and Mimosas. I'm Madison Morsh and I'm here with Kim Baker. And so I have an announcement. You have an announcement? Yes. This is news to me. So <laughs> this weekend I said I wasn't going to go out and I actually did not go out. No fucking way. At all. <laughs> like I know last time I said this I actually like went to a bar and just like had a few drinks but I said I drove myself home so it didn't count. But this weekend, I actually did not even step foot in a bar. Are we turning into old ladies? Because I honestly feel like we're getting more lame as we start recording. You know what? I was kind of scared. I was like, is this weekend the turning point? Because I woke up both Saturday and Sunday without a hangover. Sober. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, it's not to say that I didn't like drink probably a whole bottle of wine by myself when I was like at my apartment by myself this weekend. (laughs) But, and also it was easier to not go out because Mary was out of town and like you were busy and then my other two friends like went out of town so I didn't have anyone like ask me to do anything (laughs) when you have no friends (laughs) I was just like okay this is gonna be easy like no one's gonna ask me to do anything which means that I can just take it easy and hang out at home watch Netflix and drink wine hashtag self-care which is what I did yeah yeah, so same, actually. Well, okay. I have gone to a bar as of now, but that only counts for a Sunday lunch beer. Lunch beer. So I had um, two two full lunch beers uh, this Sunday afternoon. But other than that, Friday night, no drinking whatsoever. You didn't drink at all? No. Got Thai food. Actually, that's not true. I had like... A glass and a half of wine. Oh, I was like, what did I do Friday? I totally forgot. My mom came into town. We oh went my to God, the- yes. Hashtag broke but cultured up yeah, in here. Yeah, we went to the Nutcracker Ballet. It was my first time seeing the Charlotte Ballet, but they were pretty good. How were they? Yeah, good. Yeah, and the Charlotte Symphony obviously did the music and so they're great. Fun. I'm not so the, jealous. Not the first time I've seen them because remember back in like episode three, whatever it was, I talked about how I asked this guy out on a date. To go to the symphony. (laughs) I do recall. I do recall. Um, No, but it was good. And then we went to dinner and, like, had a nice Italian meal. Where did you guys eat? At Dolce, like, right across from my apartment. Oh, yum. Yeah, so... All all about that good Italian meal. I had her leftovers and my own leftovers, which gave me lunch and dinner on Saturday. So I, have like, had hella pasta this weekend. Very quality, yeah. I had Thai food on Friday night. Kept it low-key, went out with the boys and his roommate, who always is third wheeling with us. You went out? I went out to dinner. Oh, okay. I didn't go out. (laughs) After dinner... I don't know. (laughs) I didn't even drink at dinner. After dinner, we returned home, threw on um, Santa Claus 2. Nice. Is it on Netflix? Uh, No, it was playing on TV. Ooh, classic. Yeah, so we just threw on AMC. So, like, old school of you to actually watch a movie on TV. Yeah, I know. Well, they actually have cable, unlike us, so it was kind of nice to to actually watch TV, drink some wine casually, and, you know, just have a very low-key Friday night for the first time in a long time, especially after our uh, four-day bender in Nashville. It was very nice. Yeah, so I guess we should give you guys an update. So the last you heard from us, it was on Saturday, and we were talking about how we hope our flight didn't get canceled. Well, it did. (laughs) If you follow us on social media, you probably followed along with the whole flight cancellation saga. Um, Ended up being a blessing in disguise because... We kind of just said fuck it like halfway through Sunday and we were like, let's just check into a hotel 
and just go ahead and push our flight to Monday morning so we don't have to keep, like, anticipating it and then having it get canceled again. Yeah. Which had already happened twice that day, so... And it was nice. And then we did some, like, good touristy shit, which yeah, we, we didn't toured, get to do. we toured the Ryman Theater. Ryman Auditorium, yeah. Which was, you know, if you're a theater a, music person. The Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. People. It was, it was very cool, honestly. I'm all in on, like, historical, um, cultured things. It was, like, so worth the $20. Like, usually shit like that is just, like, a waste of money and, like, little tours and stuff. But it was actually really cool to get to know. And then we, like, sat there and watched this band do, um, like, their sound check for their performance that night, which was really cool. And then we had some Italian and went back to our hotel and just chilled the noel uh yeah shouts to the noel they should be our sponsor for the podcast (laughs) now because we are obsessed with that hotel also um we're gonna start selling our proprietary water blend (laughs) we're all in on our proprietary water blends it's really it's not a funny joke i feel like nobody finds it funny no one finds it funny (laughs) except us but it is a it is a mix of still chilled and chilled ambient. and ambient water ambient water is just room temperature water for those wondering <laughs> for those of you uncultured swines you don't know what ambient means <laughs> duh um, anyway yeah so we're we just, eventually made it home we did monday afternoon after a lot more live music and a lot more drinking yeah so it was kind of good for this detox weekend of ours to take place it was I definitely was, needed i was sleep deprived until like thursday I honestly slept yesterday until, like, 10.30, which is late for me, and I didn't even wake up. I slept straight through until 10.30, and I went to bed at, like, midnight the night before. Like, I literally had a solid ten and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. But. I got some good sleep this weekend, too. I'm glad we're back with it. I know. I'm kind of, I think I'm, like, almost back to normal. Yeah, almost. It's it's hard to tell, but. (laughs) So... Yesterday, in addition to our chill weekends, we both attended a movie. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot to talk about this. So, I had some good quality time spent with one of my coworkers. Um, Love that. Coworker bonding. She listens to this podcast. Shout out, Taylor. We, we really need to have her on the podcast because she's the most, like, interesting, most, like, eloquent person I've ever met, so. Yeah, we really do need to have her on for an episode. Yeah. So, Gotta schedule that in the future. I know. We have a lot of, like funky episodes coming up with the holidays so it'll probably be a while before we have like a good structured one again um so we'll try to make this one good to just like leave off we'll try our best (laughs) no promises anyways so we went to go see bohemian rhapsody because i've really been wanting to see it and i was actually planning on going to see it this past monday because i was planning on getting back from nashville on sunday and i took monday off work already but by the time we got home it was like monday afternoon and i was already just dead so obviously didn't do anything Anyway, so it was a really fantastic movie. How so many stars? I would say ten. Ten stars? And then I would give A Star is Born, like, nine. Okay, so this was better than A Star is Born. Yes. That's good to know for my future movie escapades. I just think that the storyline was more, like, relative. Not necessarily relative, but <clears throat> because... It was based on Queen, and obviously everybody knows who Queen is. It was easier to connect with. But A Star is Born, it was based on a true story, right? I think think, so. Yeah. But it wasn't connected to, like, a well-known artist or anything. So so, it was harder, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was still good. It was a good storyline. But I think it just means that much more because it's connected to 
a band that everyone knows and listens Loves, to like yeah. regularly. Yeah. So question about the movie in, in itself. It was based on the lives of the members of Queen. Yeah. So it was legit like following their life path as they grew to like become famous. Yeah. So Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen. Yeah. That's like not his real name, but it talks about how he grew up um, and how he kind of like rejected his family I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But <laughs> he met these other guys and they form this band and they go through the whole thing and like um, dealing with like rock star lives and yeah. the whole. Well, did you ever see the Beach Boys movie? No. Okay. This came out, I want to say two years ago, two or three years ago. And I was home um, for, from college on summer break. I mean, my mom went to see it. I can't think of the name of it for the life of me. But it was about the Beach Boys and their whole life past and, like, how they became famous and whatever. And it was a similar... Obviously not a similar storyline because... Love and Mercy? Yes. That's it. Yeah. It was so good. Um, and I feel <coughs> like it was probably a similar vibe. I'm yeah. not 100% sure, obviously, because I have It says I drama slash biography, so... Yeah. It sounds pretty similar. Anyway, it was just about the foundation of their band, all of the drama that they went through becoming famous... One of the guys in the band has, like, mental illness, so it was, like, really interesting, like, seeing that whole perspective. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm always a fan of those kind of movies, so yeah. I definitely want to... This is on my list. The most interesting part to me was talking about how they made those songs and, like, what went on behind it. It is so cool. Yeah. And, like, kind of how they were in this time frame where people were looking for, um, like, the next big thing, and it was, like, Elton John and, like, all these people creating these songs but they were trying to sort of break the mold Mm -hmm. and so in one scene it has them in the studio and they're like doing all this crazy shit like swinging like microphones like from a rope from the ceiling and like pouring pennies out on top of a drum to like make different sounds and they were just they were just trying to i love that just do something like different and also in another scene they like go to this random house in the middle of nowhere to like record in the studio just because they want to get away from distractions which is, like, how they made Bohemian Rhapsody. And, nice. um, yeah. Well, again, I don't want to spoil too much. But, like, they tried to present this song to the record label. And they were like, no, this is shit. And it's six minutes long. Like, no one's going to ever fucking listen to this. And then, That's so wild. Lo and behold, they listened to it. It's got, like, millions and millions of billions of views. Yeah. <laughs> or listens. How crazy is that? I know, it is so crazy. I love hearing the live paths of artists. I just think that obviously they're so much more intense and interesting than obviously any average human. Yeah. Um, And I just love the creative process. I always think it's so cool. Um, So cry count, three, three and a half, and... Three and a half cries? Yeah, three and a half, which I think was more than um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, me and Kim are... We're we're big (laughs) movie cry girls. But even if you're not a crier, like, my chill count, like, the amount of times that I got chills, I couldn't even count because... That's awesome. Just, like, the music. Oh, gosh. And I'm just, like, a big music junkie. Musician junkie, let's say. But... We're the worst. Yeah. It was it was a great movie. I highly recommend. Um, definitely is probably going to get some awards this year. That's cool. Pouring up. We're drinking red wine out of champagne flute, so that just shows our level of classiness today. <laughs> hey, we didn't grow up this weekend, even though we were scared because we, we weren't hungover. We're making up for it. Yeah, we're making up for it now. Um, 
So, so Kim what? saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night. I saw The Mule, um, which was what's his name? God, no, it's escaping um, me. Uh, the the drug lord. No, 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 no. The guy who's in the movie. Oh, I thought you meant the movie or what it's about. No, I know what it's about. Obviously, I just saw it. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Sorry. Oh, and Bradley Cooper's in it too. Yes. So, um, this was uh produced and directed by Clint Eastwood, and he also stars in it. Obviously, for you moviegoers out there, he's one of the most talented actors slash producers of movies of all time. Um, and this movie was really really good. Um, from the first time I saw the preview for it, I definitely wanted to see it. I haven't seen the preview, to be honest. So, basically, it's about this old man who, he's a horrible fucking father and husband, and his wife ends up divorcing him, but this is all in the past before the movie even starts, um, and his house is foreclosed on because he loses all his money, he's, like, super into plants, I don't really know how to explain it, but... (laughs) A botanist? Yeah, he's just, he's just a bad father and husband, and, um... He finds this deal to somehow become a drug mule for the Mexican drug cartel. Interesting. So he does one trip. He said he's just going to do one trip to help out with the payment for his granddaughter's wedding. That's how it starts. Just just one trip. And he makes a shit ton of money in the first trip. And slowly but surely he becomes the cartel's top drug mule in the entire United States. Damn. And at this point, he is literally transporting millions of dollars of cocaine, like, across the United States into Chicago, which is obviously one of the most crime-ridden, biggest cities in the entire country. Um, And he's literally transporting millions of dollars of cocaine into the city. And he's just this old little man, like, no one would ever expect him. And he just drives his truck, and it's fine. And it gets so intense. Obviously, it's a cartel movie, so that's really cool. I'm Super Narcos. Have you ever watched it? No, but I've heard about it. Okay, so it gives you, in certain points, there's, like, a Narcos vibe to it. But this is taking place, like, present day. Like, the timeline of the story, like, they give you the years and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it ends in 2017, so. Interesting. It's, like, present day vibes. Like, this happens still to this day, which is just, I mean... Watching the movie and then thinking about how the cartel actually exists is just, like, fascinating to me for some reason because I don't think about that on a daily basis. Like, I'll watch Narcos and I'm like, oh, this took place in, like, the 90s or whatever. So, this is funny um, side note, but so for my job, I mean, I feel like I've talked about my job so many times on here and people are probably like, what the fuck does she do? But anyway, so we, no ordered, one knows. we ordered, like, a shit ton of um, these, like, disco ball cups from Alibaba because that's, like obviously the cheapest way to order like 700 of a certain item and we got like 14 of these like giant boxes in from ups this weekend and it's so funny because like they're all taped up and like they come from china so they take forever to get here because they have to like go on a boat and like do all that kind of stuff (laughs) and so they like bring in these 14 packages and we're like oh that's the alibaba stuff and I was, like, opening them, and I was, like, what if I just opened one of these, and it was just, like, bricks of cocaine. Like, <laughs> like 
Like, that's, what if? No that's one knows. That's always what I think about because, like, Alibaba just sketches me out. Like, I have to message these dudes and they're like... That is sketchy. And they definitely put it through a translator because they're always like, hello, dear friend. Like, I have 700 units of what you would like. And <laughs> it's, like, all broken English. But, I mean... Every time we use it, it ends up okay. But well, I'm glad you've had success. I'm like, this is kind of sketchy. <laughs> like, what if they just like switched up the boxes and they've got they some, accidentally mailed us cocaine? They've got some like drug cartel us. going on there. Yeah, no. So that's basically what the movie was, and it was very sad. Obviously, so how many, many times, times did you cry? Twice. Okay. Cry count two. Cry count two. Okay. Um, Ross did not cry for the record. <laughs> um, but. It was a really good movie. It wasn't as intense as I thought it was going to be. Like, not as, like, um, high action. Yeah. But, I kinda, I like low action movie. <laughs> but it's low action, but intense. Yeah. So, if that's your vibes, it's, I highly recommend. Yeah, drama. It doesn't say, like, crime, thriller, so. I definitely. I like a good drama. I'd give it a solid, like, four and a half out of five stars. How many out of ten? Because I did out of ten. Eight, eight and a half, eight and a half. Four and a half times two. Well, that's technically nine. <laughs> yeah, I guess like eight and a half, nine. Okay. It was a really good movie. Did you see A Star is Born yet? I still haven't seen A Star Holy is Born. Holy shit, you need to like get caught up. Yeah, so I was at lunch today um, with my friend and she told me that um, A Star is Born was really good as well, so. It was really good. I feel like I definitely have to put it on the list, but at this point I feel like I just have to wait now until. I know. Also, going back to my movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, I tweeted about this, and um, someone who shall not be named, Dougie Fresh, 17, is that his? <laughs> <laughs> he tried to say that Queen's songs are, are overrated. They're only popular because they're overplayed. Bullshit. And I, oh God, I had to hold myself back. I was like, okay, first of all, he likes the chain smokers, so if you have any appreciation for good musical talent, <laughs> you would understand that Queen has good songs. I mean, okay, yeah, we can't even compare Queen and the fucking chain smokers. Don't get me wrong, I love the chain smokers. Me but... too, but like, if you like them, you have to have appreciation for like a good classic rock band. And like, yes, I'm saying this after I watched the movie, so. So it's she's probably... like 20 times more invested now. And it's like exaggerated, but I mean, nonetheless, they had like insane musical talent. Like, there's no denying that. You have to see Love and Mercy now because okay. you're gonna like become obsessed with the Beach Boys. After <laughs> this I w- is me now, I'm like a, a queen junkie. I'm like, okay. After I watched that movie, I like only listened to the Beach Boys for like that's that's me. Weeks. I've been listening to Queen like on repeat. <laughs> like last night after the movie, I was just like drinking wine, like eating some cookies, like listening to Queen. I was like, this gets me so hype. Like these songs, oh god, there's just so all much their behind songs. them. And, all like, their songs really do. They're hype and as you, fun. You forget about how many songs they actually have. Like. Obviously, like, Bicycle Race, Another One Bites the Dust, We Are oh. the Champions, like... Wow. I just want to belt them out, but like I know somebody, you guys really don't want to hear my karaoke Somebody to voice. Love. Oh my god, I'm going to cry just, like, thinking about this. Okay, you need to see the movie then. Okay, well, it's on my list. Maybe I'll go this week. Yeah. Let's let's play one for the, for the team. Well, what's our go-to? What's the best? I like this one. Also, I'm like, 
diehard piano fans. Me too. This is another good one. Okay, okay. Oh, classic. This is called uh, Fat Bottom Girls. I talked about this on the a recent episode, not a recent episode, a like very early episode because they always play this at the end of the night at Dandelion when they're closing down the bar. They do. And they like skip to the part where it's like, Oh, you gonna take me home tonight? <laughs> yeah, that is a classic. Yeah, because you're just like dancing Everyone's with that guy. Around. Yeah, you're like dancing around. with that guy at the end of the night. You're like staring in his eyes like, hey. And then he's like, off? hey, this fat bottom girl over here. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, okay, well, let's get into some voicemails. It's voicemail season. <laughs> it's season season, you know? It's let's make a season out of everything season. Okay, right. here we go. First one. Hey, kiddos. It's uh, Nick. Just like, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm stuck in a rut. You know, girlfriend just broke up me, all that bullshit. You know, recent post-grad and everything like that. So, you know, any advice on, you know, kind of trying to break the rut? You know, I've kind of tried to take a vacation, but that didn't really work out too much. But whatever you guys have the advice for, I'm always open ears. Thanks. Oh. Nick. I'm so sad for you, buddy. Um, first of all, Nick, you sound like a great guy. And I'm very sorry that you got dumped, but you know what? Fuck it. Like, we've all been dumped. Like, it's you're fine. probably, you said you're a recent postgrad, so what? You're 22, 23, 24? Eh. You got your whole life ahead of you, buddy. Fuck that bitch. Let me tell you, I mean, it's funny that he says trip because that would probably be my first instinct is to, like, go on a trip, but... My second instinct, this is going to be so bad to say this, but, like, move on. Like, find somebody else. Even if it's just, like, a fling. Like, go on a date or something. Just Hey, like they say. You... <laughs> what, do they, what do they say? What do they say? <laughs> you, what is it? You got to get under someone else to get over? How does it go? How does it go? Yeah, I think, I you mean, gotta, get you under know, somebody someone, else. To... You got to... To get over someone, we, you we gotta get, get under we get someone. The point. Clearly, just go fuck someone else, okay? Um, no, no, but, but not I mean, really. <laughs> uh, no idea where you live. Hopefully, in a decently thriving yo pro city. Um, get on some dating apps, bud. Curate a profile. If you need advice, DM us. We got you. <laughs> I honestly think I'm like the pro at curating I know. Uh, dating profiles at this point. We've um, analyzed multiple boys' profiles at this point, so I think we have a very good say on what needs to be included. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Like, to be realistic, like, I know it sounds bad that you're just like going for a rebound, but in my experience that's pretty much the only way to take your mind off of something or somebody is to just like meet somebody else yeah and it can seem like it's forcing it and sometimes it can backfire and then you like don't like the person and then you're like oh fuck i mix my miss my ex but i don't know it's I think the best just... way to move on because you're distracting yourself and once you take that first step it'll get better from there but if you're just gonna like loathe and you're like self-pity that's not gonna be the best way to get over it also just like 
try to get involved in wherever you live doing something that you enjoy. Um, I'm a big yoga girl, so that's my go-to is, you know, try to find a local, like, workout class that you would like to join or an intramural group. I know, like, so many cities have soccer, um, volleyball, volleyball, kickball, yeah, all those kind of sports. It's such a good way to meet people. I know it sounds kind of dumb, but... I have so many friends who have met really, really cool people through doing intramural groups and workout classes and stuff know, like that's, that. That's one thing I haven't done in Charlotte yet. And, like, that's always been a thing that I've wanted to do because I was, like, low-key into intramurals in college. But mm-hmm. we should definitely look into that. Yeah, so that's definitely a really good suggestion. Just try to hang with your boys or your group of friends, whoever it is that you have in the city that you have that you're living in, and get out there and try to just – Keep yourself busy doing something, whether it's going to a work happy hour or just trying to find plans for the weekend, hang out, um, like play some golf. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever sport you're in. If you're a golf boy, like, yeah, pick up the sticks. Can I, can I just say one thing? Do not look at her social media because that will make everything a hundred times worse. Like, I don't know if you should just unfollow her like don't block her because we've like don't be petty so I have yeah I have some hot takes on this actually I was discussing this with my boyfriend yesterday about exes and social media Ooh, I know trouble in paradise no trouble not in (laughs) paradise at all paradise is great no Um, trouble in paradise okay good but we were just talking I don't know how it came up but we were just talking about you know like following people on social media and how toxic social media can be for relationships obviously we've discussed this on prior podcasts but the best thing you can do for yourself is if you don't want to be petty enough to unfollow them, mute them. And if you do want to be petty enough to unfollow them, fucking unfollow them. Unfriend them on Facebook. Delete them on Snapchat. It is not worth your time. And it will cause you so much less, like, stress because you're not going to be constantly seeing if they're trying to post something. Yeah, but again, I wouldn't be like stressed about the fact that you're being petty because you know what like put yourself first like who gives a fuck what they think even though like you might think that it's gonna make them feel like you're just like not weak or something yeah like you're not able to get over it but you know what like who gives a fuck at this point like you're not gonna be with them anyway so just unfollow them because it's so much healthier for yourself and it definitely will help you get over it more quickly yeah and like 100%. maybe down the road you can refollow them like i've done that to a lot of my boyfriends uh, no, my i've been there too like i've had to i'm like yeah we can be friends now it's cool yeah now i'm over you we're gucci you have a new girlfriend that's fine um but yeah. i think you just really it's hard it is so hard to put yourself out there and i understand that and it's so easy to fall into a rut but the reason you fall into a rut is because you go to work you come home you go to bed and you don't do anything And sometimes as stressful as it can be to have a crazy social life, the best thing you can do for yourself is to make yourself as busy as possible. And I will say, so this isn't totally related because this was a different situation, but one thing my brother told me, and I'll never forget this, it was like my freshman year of college. It was my first semester. And this was before I rushed Zeta. So... Not to say that Zeta is, like, the only reason I had friends, but, I mean, pretty much. So, <laughs> before that, Spotlight. like, it's, it's hard, like, joining or going to college and, like, not knowing anyone. Absolutely. And there was one weekend where I was just, like, really just, like, lonely and sad. And my roommates, I think, had gone home because everyone in my school seemed to, like, go home a lot during the weekends. And I was just, like, 
hey, like, I called him, and I was like, hey, like, I'm just, like, kind of bored today. Like, I don't know. Like, I might transfer schools. Like, I don't really like it here. And he was like, Kim, you need to go out today, and I'm going to challenge you to, like, meet three new people. So he's like, I don't care what you have to do. Like, go walk up, sit next to somebody on a bench and just start talking to them or go out and, like, find somebody and, like, just start a conversation. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, no way I'm doing that. <laughs> like, that's, like, so weird. But we ended up going to um, the this, like, pool at this apartment complex that day. And, like, we ended up playing volleyball with, like, some guys and their friends. And so, needless to say, I met, like, eight new people that day. That's and so awesome. Not to say that it was all just because he, like, told me to do that. But at the same time, it, like, gave me the motivation. I was like, you know what? He's right. Like, I'm just going to say that I'm going to go out, like, meet some new people, just get my mind off of everything, and just, like, add some new people into my life. And I feel like that's the best way to handle, like, losing a person in your life is just to add new people into it. I agree. And um, speaking to that about, like, putting yourself out there and trying to meet new people, like your brother said... I have not even necessarily tried, but been in situations where maybe I could have put in 0.5% extra effort and actually created a relationship with someone. Yeah, sometimes we're all just lazy. But, like, honestly, I see people in my elevator every day, and some of them I have become friends with, and some of them I've hung out with at our pool and stuff like that, and I literally see these people in the elevator that I've just easily met or haven't met just based on my mood that day. And the same thing with even just going to a bar. I remember one day... In Charlotte, I was just, I was, I was lonely. I was bored. I didn't have like a lot of friends in town. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was in a horrible mood, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to this bar that was like two blocks from my house. And I went and I sat at the bar and I ordered a burger and I watched a <laughs> fucking football game alone in the bar, drinking my beer, eating my burger at the bar, watching a Panthers game. And this random guy was, like, sitting next to me, and he just struck up conversation with me because he was obviously kind of in the same situation. Like, like didn't have a lot of friends in the city, was just drinking his beer, watching the game by himself, too. And That's awesome. It was so nice just to, like, just to have, like, to try to, like, make friends and meet company. It's really, people make it, like, it's this ridiculously hard thing to do. And if you put yourself out there, it's really not. Yeah. So, and it, it just takes getting over that, like, initial barrier where you're just like, fuck, I don't want to be this loser who's going to go out by myself or, like, go talk to random people. Like, because everyone is just so comfortable. Get over yourself. Like, yeah, you're... Yeah, like, you have to get out of that comfort zone yeah. of just, like, talking to people that you've known before. Like, just... I'm Because I guarantee the person that you're talking to is... Uh, okay, I don't want to guarantee this because some people, <laughs> some people are just not friendly, but I can almost guarantee that the person that you strike up a conversation with will be glad that you're the one who did it first because everyone secretly craves that like communication with other people just because that's how humans are. It's like when you sit next to like a cute guy on the plane and you really want him to start a conversation with you and he doesn't and you're like, oh, was that a missed opportunity? Okay, so speaking from experience... <laughs> Yeah. That sounds oddly specific. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, like, always go straight to um, interactions in airports, but... I mean, I'm jealous that you actually sit next to cute guys on the airplane, because I never do. Actually, one time in, in high... No, not high school, college, I sat next to this really cute guy on the plane, and I, like, gave him my number, and then I never spoke to him ever again, but... But good for you for just, like, putting yourself out there and be like... And we you know, talked the whole gonna, flight, and I was like, oh, I'm this gonna guy's give this cool. To my number. Yeah, he was, like, graduated from college, and I was, like, a sophomore. <laughs> 
<laughs> he like had a real job and was like, yeah, I'm talking to this like 20 year old on the plane. Like maybe oh I God. shouldn't. <laughs> but it was fun. Aww. Okay, well, yeah, Nick, so, I hope that helps. And um, if you if you need a dating profile advice, though, seriously, DM us. Yeah, we, we got you. We're professionals now. <laughs> All, All right. right. Another one? Yeah, let's get into another one. Hey, ladies, it's Morgan, currently of Memphis fame. I was just on my way home listening to Queen. Thought I'd give my favorite Queens a call. Uh, so, Aww. question. I'm, I've been living for the last year without any roommates, and it's been incredibly tight. But in about three weeks, I go back to having roommates. Uh, what single living alone person things do I need to make sure I like live to the fullest before I return to uh, having roommates again? I just, you know, things that you wish you could do if you lived alone. Because I just want to live every moment to the fullest. You know what I'm saying? All right. Have a good one. Adios. <laughs> okay. First take. Walking around naked 24-7. That was what I was going to say. Just, like, being naked is the best thing to do when you're home alone. I mean, I'm jealous. I've actually never lived alone. But sometimes I, like, fantasize about living alone because I imagine that it's pretty great. Um, But, yeah, so, like, my roommate was out of town this weekend. And yeah, I was just going to say, same. Did a lot of, like, walking around naked, um, just drinking wine, sitting on the couch. Honestly, just not speaking to anyone is the best. I'm like, it... Sometimes I dread, like, getting home after work, and, like, I love Mary, but sometimes I just don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And I don't want to tell anyone about my day. I don't want to hear about anyone else's day. I just want to get in my bed and, like, turn TV on and, like, go to sleep. Yeah, but sometimes I don't even want to, like, go to my room. Like, I want to be able to be in my living space and my living room, my kitchen, and still not talk to anyone. Yeah, there are days where I want to just make myself dinner and not have to speak to anyone maybe we're antisocial as fuck but <laughs> no, I just think that we get so much social stimulation all the time and especially yeah. at work too like I have an open concept office so I'm literally never by myself like, yeah I don't have a cubicle I don't have my own space I'm constantly around people so when I get a chance to like be by myself and not have to like worry about having a conversation with anybody it's actually really great yeah. So, I mean, what else is there? I mean, just make a fucking mess. Just do it. Like, do all the things that your roommates get pissed, pissed off about. about. Like, yeah. if <laughs> if they get mad that you leave your dishes in the sink, that's totally me. But just do it. Leave your dishes in the sink. and For, like, like, the next three weeks, just leave them there. Yeah. And don't touch them until you have to move out. And just doing everything on your own terms. Like, because sometimes I leave dishes in the sink, but I'm like, okay, I'll do them tomorrow. But sometimes I feel like I have to do them that night because, like, I don't want to make my roommate mad. Yeah. But just do, like, whatever the fuck you want. Also, like, God, I'm um, so jealous, honestly. Keep the temperature at the uh, temperature, the apartment oh. at the temperature you want the entire time because this is such this a... This is such a hot button for me, too. Yeah, same. Me and my roommate have legit gotten in fights about this. And don't get me wrong, I love her and she's one of my best friends, but, like... Holy fuck. Temperature is such a thing. See, I like it really cold, but Mary swears that she doesn't get, like, the heat in her room, so she'll turn it up, like, super fucking high. How high? Like, okay, not, like, super high, but, like, 74. Okay, yeah, nope, 74 is way too fucking high. Yeah. I draw the line at 71. If you go above 71, we are done. 71 is, like, what we have our AC on right now, but, like, now that she wasn't home all weekend, I did not turn the heat on a single time. Today, Cheers I... Cheers to that. I even had my door open today. 
Yes, I love it. I love yeah. it cold. I'll put on a sweatshirt, put on some socks, and just cuddle with a blanket if I get that cold. But a lot of times I don't because I'm just a very hot-natured person. Um, Yeah, so my roommate told me that it was normal to keep our temperature at 74 in the wintertime. Uh-huh. And I said it was normal to keep it at 68. And she said... <laughs> Oh, well, let's settle in the middle at 72. I was like, no, 72 is still way too fucking hot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, you better keep that temperature wherever the fuck you want for the next three weeks because after that, you're screwed. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of any other good things that you can do. I mean, just have over whoever you want. Like, play your music as loud as you want. Yeah. Like, just sleep on the couch if you want <laughs> stay up really late make some really smelly foods like yeah who cares yeah i mean you just have to really live that that up because then you only get time alone when your roommates are out of town and now that you're living i think with two other guys he said yeah yeah that's even worse than one roommate well i don't know if he said how many but he said roommates yeah oh. so it seemed it seemed to be more than one which is that's frightening for me. I can't imagine. God. I'm I had jealous. to do that senior year of college. There were four of us. And it was so much, like, stress. And yeah. it wasn't even that we didn't get along. It was just, it's hard to live with other people. Yeah. Well, I lived in my sorority house, which I had to live with 27 other girls, which is a lot. Yeah. So, imagine sharing a kitchen with 27 people in a laundry room, in a living room. I'd die. Yeah. It was a lot, but... There's, we had our own rooms, which was nice. Yeah. There's just so much that you can do in these next two weeks alone. So walk around naked, crank that heat down or up or whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you might please. And just, like, do your thing, man. Yeah. And keep us updated. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, please do. All right. Next voicemail. Another voicemail. We're on like a voicemail bender now because we have a lot piling up in the inbox. So we're, we're trying, trying to get, get through, through them. questions, people. <laughs> okay. Hey, ladies. It's Jackson calling from the Tennessee area. Have a question for you. Yesterday, I went on my third date with a guy and he asked me to be exclusive and to be his girlfriend. Um, also, note, all three dates happened in eight days. I feel like that's really fast, but I just got out of an almost three-year relationship and might just be skittish. Other factor, he lives in another state. Um, he works in my city most of the time, but it's that's still weird. Um, is this too fast? I feel like it's too fast. Clearly, he's trying to lock down something he likes, but is it worth it for me? Please discuss. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, first of all, I feel like she's a lot like me because normally I would just, like, make an excuse and say that it's somehow my fault by saying that she's skittish. You're not being skittish. This is definitely weird. Eight days and three dates is way too fast to be asking someone to be your girlfriend. Like, I understand if you're, like... And the way that she worded it made it seem to me that she either met him on a dating app or met him through mutual friends and didn't know him at all before. Like, she did not preface this, like, we, we've been friends for a while. You know what I mean? Did like, she say, I, did she say she went on an online dating app? I don't think she said date, I don't know if she said dating app necessarily, but, 
regardless of how she met him, it doesn't seem like she met him. She's known him for a long time. Yeah. Like the way it, at least from the context. I mean, he lives in another state. So I think that, yeah, it probably was not like a mutual friend type setup. It just seems like, uh, uh, didn't know each other very well beforehand. Um, yeah. So eight days, the last guy, the same guy who like made me take a shot on our first date. I talked about this in a prior episode. Oof. He also, on, like, our third date, was just like, I hope you're not talking to anybody else. Like, I hope this is exclusive. And I was like, uh uh-huh. nah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like, I feel claustrophobic. Yep, time to stand. Yeah, we both just got notifications <laughs> that it's time to stand. Apple Watch Live. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Back to it. But, I mean, I get what you're saying. You just, like, feel like you're being a little skittish, but it might be a red flag that he's asking you to be exclusive so early on unless there was like a very strong connection and for some reason you guys wanted to just spend more time together and not with anybody else but if he sounds like he's rushing into it and you're kind of timid about it it's probably it's probably a good sign yeah so i think maybe not exclusivity is sketch but i think the fact that you said that he asked you to be his girlfriend um i know that that's pretty much the same thing but for some reason in my mind the idea of saying someone is your like girlfriend or boyfriend is more serious than just being exclusive yeah i don't know how do you feel about that well i feel like he's probably a weirdo if he straight up was just like hey want to be my girlfriend Rather than if he was just like, hey, I really like you. Like, um, I, I just want to make sure that you're not seeing other people because I'm not seeing other people. Yeah. So I feel like if that was the conversation, like, hey, like, I just want to continue. Like, I like you. I just want to continue pursuing us. And I just want to let you know I'm not talking to any other girls. And not even, like, ask you if you are. I mean, maybe, depending on the context of the conversation. But I feel like I've even been in situations where guys have been like, yeah, like, I'm not seeing anyone else. Just wanted to let you know. Like, not necessarily, like, saying that I don't need to see other people, but kind of just, like, putting that out there. So, like, if I was feeling the same way, that yeah. I would feel comfortable, which because is cool. at that point, you can't really just, like, expect them to be exclusive, too. But I feel like you have to sort of put that offer out you there. You do have to put yourself out there yeah, in order like, to... Yeah, like, listen, like, this is how I feel. And then they can be like, okay, well, like... I, I reciprocate that or I don't. Yeah. And... But- I just want to say, for the record, that my last two relationships, there has not ever been a conversation that we were dating. See, that's what I fucking hate about this generation. I don't... (laughs) Oh my gosh, I could go on forever about this. I don't like how it's so vague and, like, up in the air and nobody really knows if they're dating or if they're talking and, like, you're like, oh, I kind of think that they're not talking to anybody else because they text me all the time, but... And, like, we hang out. No, like, actually, yesterday, I was, like, walking around the mall with my boyfriend, and I made a comment about us being together. And, oh, we were talking about um, celebrating anniversaries. I don't know how this came up. This is such a strange topic. And um, I was like, yeah, that's dumb as fuck. I was like, I don't even know when we started officially dating. He's like, wait, are we officially dating? (laughs) Obviously, he was kidding, but... Was he? (laughs) Fuck you, I'm just kidding. No, but it was just, like, one of those things, like, we never had that conversation, and we've been together for a while. Obviously, if you've been following the podcast, you know. Um, But it's just funny to me that 
we never had a conversation. So obviously I'm anti-celebrating any sort of anniversary with a boyfriend. Yeah. I think it's dumb. I think if you're married, that's obviously acceptable. Unless you have like, a specific date. Unless it's like one year, you know, you've been together for around one year. Like maybe you should go out to like a nicer dinner than usual. But it shouldn't be like, it's January 10th, bitch. Like, how did you not know that we've been dating for six months? Like, I expected to get. Okay, the people that are the worst are the six-monthers. Those people need to, to end to yeah. end it now. Like, if you post an Instagram for your six-month relationship, like. No. Just, just don't. Please don't. <laughs> I was going to say kill yourself, but I feel like that's a bad thing to say. <laughs> we're not. We're not KFC and Feidelberg, so we're just not going to support suicide on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, this that's fucked up, but like... But actually, what the fuck? No, yeah, so I'm... Okay, I'm not anti-defining relationships because I do think it is actually healthy to have those conversations, and... So healthy, please, just communicate, people. Yeah, because honestly, like, it took me a really long time to figure out where it was in my relationship, and... And it's not fun for everyone involved. Like, it's if not. everyone could just say what the fuck is on their mind all the time... Shit would be so much easier. Like, let me just tell you. Like, do you like me? Do you not like me? Are you dating anyone else? Are you seeing anyone else? Like... Are you hooking up with anyone else? Imagine how much of an efficient use of time that is. Like, nobody's wasting their time. Everyone just flat out says what they want, what they're looking for, what they're feeling, and everyone's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, oh, God. The world would be such a better place if everyone could just communicate. It's just too bad because none of us have quality communication skills. So that's sad. But And I say this like I do, but if I'm actually in the situation, I'm just like, uh Yeah, I say this like I do too, and I've been in a relationship for pretty much six months and like I still like what is happening. But it's also because I don't want to say something because I know that it won't be reciprocated and I don't want to be the person that's like spilling my guts and this person is just like not saying anything back i do think it is more normalized nowadays though to not like specifically be like hey like do you want to be my boyfriend do you want to be my girlfriend like i don't i feel like that's so middle school it is middle school because it's like why like why do you want me to be your girlfriend like what does that mean okay we can be facebook official like what the fuck i know (laughs) (laughs) but if there's a reason like we said before if you have like a strong liking for them and you really don't want to see anybody else and you just feel like you guys have something you special have a vibe. yeah yeah then- and you want to keep pursuing it then yeah be exclusive because like once again too like you just okay to this girl in this situation clearly you're calling a podcast hotline about this you're not 100% comfortable with the fact that this guy says this about you you probably should tell him that You should probably say, I don't know how you feel about him. It seems like you have mixed feelings on him. So maybe you should give him a couple more dates to figure that out for yourself. But I think you need to be upfront and just say, hey, like, I'm, I just got out of a three-year relationship. Like, I'm trying to take things slow. Like, I'd love to see you a few more times if that's what you want. Continue to date him. And if it turns into something, great. And by the fifth or sixth date, if you're like, fuck this, I'm not really about this, then you can just call it quits. But definitely don't commit yourself to being someone's girlfriend if you're not fully in it. And I would ask him why, because I feel like there might be, like, an underlying reason. Like, maybe he also just got out of a three-year relationship and he's trying to lock something down and, like, not to say you're a rebound, but, like, who knows what he's got going on and why he's trying to rush into something. So I would maybe try to, like, dig a little deeper. That's just, like, yeah, the person in me that just tries to, like, 
analyze every single fucking thought that everybody has because I mean at the end of the day you have to do what's best for you and if you're not fully in it definitely do not commit and I I do think it is I don't I don't want to say this guy's weird because I don't necessarily (laughs) think that um because it's really situational it's so it's so situational so he might just really like you and just be really want to be exclusive with you but I think it just needs to be more of a conversation than be like yeah like I'll be your girlfriend. Like, what does that even mean? Like, Christmas is, like, next week. Like, are you buying each other gifts now? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Definitely don't do it in the next couple weeks. Be like, yeah, we'll talk in 2019. Yeah, like, we'll discuss <laughs> after the new year. I can't make any business decisions right now. We'll discuss in Q1. Thank you. <laughs> Q4 has got a lot going on. Like, let me just... Let's like close the books for Q4 and <laughs> quarter uh, end, and then we'll talk in uh, we'll, January. Yeah, we'll we'll reopen this in uh in January of 2019. Oh shit! The fact that we're talking about life in quarters now. No one, no one even knows much. what life is anymore. <laughs> All right, I think we've exhausted this one. Let's get into another voicemail. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey guys, it's Mac. Um, I'm a pretty recent listener after the touching base breakup. Um, but sad that that's what happened to make me find you guys, but I guess you're the silver lining. Um, I have a take kind of a pro tip that I recently found out about and you guys are going to wish you'd probably known about this before you went to Nashville, but pro tip is to take your long weekend. Don't take Friday to Sunday do Friday to Monday, like leave Friday after work or even first thing Saturday morning, fly back in on Monday, you come back to a short week for whatever reason, the three days seem so much longer, you can have a Sunday, Sunday, you can do whatever and there's just very minimal anxiety. I recently did this, literally flew back in, got in at midnight, had to go to work the next day on Tuesday and it was glorious. I had no scaries, nothing might have been because I was visiting my grandparents and I wasn't partying all weekend (laughs) but still that's my hot take and I think I'm doing the Monday long weekend from here on out thanks guys good luck on your weekend post-grad trips okay I we unintentionally did well I unintentionally so Mac like shout out to you first of all shout out for being a new listener like we love you already (laughs) um but I'm a big advocate for taking the Monday off of a long weekend. Big Monday off, girl. Yes, because I did this, what, when we went to the music festival in Atlanta? Like, we... Did you? Yeah, we went... Well, I did too. No, because we, yeah, we came back Sunday. No, we came back Monday because we watched performances Sunday night. Right. I think I might have taken off Tuesday night. No, you didn't. Okay, well, okay. Whatever, okay, but in that case, trip, <laughs> in that trip case. I went on recently, I took off an extra day because that's usually what I try to do because I have, like I said in the last episode, unlimited pay time off so I can do a long weekend and still give myself that extra day. So usually I'll take off like, because if I go somewhere with Madison, she's like, yeah, let's go Friday after work. But I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take off the whole day Friday. So when we went to Nashville... I took off all day Thursday, even though we weren't flying out until Thursday night after work. And then I also took off Monday, even though we ended up flying back Monday, but we were supposed to fly back Sunday. So I was giving myself like that buffer. And I think that buffer is like so important because you don't want to fly back like 
the night that you come back, even though this girl said that she flew back like midnight before the day that she had to go back to work, which honestly, I don't know how she. Yeah, girl, that's doing too much. I mean, the grandparents trip. Yeah, that definitely helps it. But at the same time, like I want to get home and like get situated and do some stuff in my own apartment before I have to go back to work. Okay. So I actually recently did a similar situation. However, it wasn't a Monday. It was a Saturday that I flew back. So um, I went home for Thanksgiving, but I took the whole week off for Thanksgiving just because why not? And I flew out Saturday uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So I had Friday night to kind of like chill, get my life together, pack after work, whatever. Flew out Saturday morning and then I flew back the following Saturday. So the Saturday after Black Friday, obviously it was amazing coming back Saturday, sleeping in my bed Saturday night, and then having all day Sunday to just like decompress, unpack, get my life back together before I had to go back to work on Monday. So I think the move is either if you have a full week, in that case I had a full week, coming back on a Saturday, cheaper flights, one thing. Yeah, for sure. And then just like having that whole day Sunday to just do you and get your life together. But... Yeah, I do understand the whole Sunday fun day thing. Like, it was nice to come back on Monday after Nashville. I mean, I just called my boss because my flight got canceled and was like, yo, I'm not coming in. Sorry. (laughs) But it was really nice to come back um, on Monday afternoon and kind of still relax for a minute and get my life together. For some reason, coming back on a weekday is way less stressful than coming back on a Sunday. And definitely the short week helps so much because if you took off, like, the prior Friday, you have a short week – and then you have another short week the next week. And I feel like it's it's easier to have a short week going into it than it is to, like, end with a short week. Ending with a short week, you check out on, like, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Where if you start with a short week, you go in Tuesday morning, guns blazing, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to kill this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, that happened to me this past Friday. I was like, it doesn't even feel like Friday. Everyone's like, yes, it does. But at the same time, we flew back into, like, Charlotte, which means that there was snow, so our office was closed on Monday anyway. So everybody had Monday off, which I was kind of like, okay, well, so can I have Tuesday off then? Yeah, like, (laughs) where's my extra day? But, um, yeah, at the same time, like, it does help knowing that you have a Friday off. Like, going into Monday, you're just like, okay, I can do it. Just, like, I got to make it four days. But like you said, like, if you have Monday off, you just go in Tuesday like it's Monday and just do four days, and then you're like, oh, shit, it's the weekend already. Like You're like, hell yeah, let's let's fucking go. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there's pros and cons to both, but definitely a fan of the short week and taking the buffer day. Yeah, the buffer day is definitely the move. If you can do it, I highly recommend. Yeah. Just having, having a day to decompress after a vacation is the best thing ever. And also, if you can't get a buffer day, don't wait until fly back until the nighttime. Fly back in the morning. Take a 9 a.m. flight. Yeah. It's not that early. Take a 9 or 10 a.m. flight. Don't take a 7 a.m. flight. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> because you're still going to be drunk from, like, the bar the night before. You might... One of our um, friends was flying back to California after his weekend um, in Nashville. And his flight was at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. And he literally drove like ubered to the airport he went 
to the bar until like 4 a.m., went back to the place he was staying, got his shit, Ubered to the airport, got to the airport and was still drunk and like doesn't even remember boarding the plane. And finally made it back to California. Bless. But that, that poor gives boy. gives me so much anxiety. That's like, that's too much. That's too risky. And yeah. honestly, yes, I'm sure it was nice that he was probably home in his bed by like 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Like, it was like, oh, did you even travel? No See, one- I actually, I would rather, like, if I knew that I had a flight at 7 a.m., I would probably just go out all night and get on the flight when I'm still drunk. Because that's, like, that's what he did. It's better than doing, like, a 9 a.m. flight and being hungover. I would rather not I guess, remember it, honestly. I guess that's true, but there's but, a higher chance of missing the flight if yeah. you book a 7 a.m. If you book a 9 or 10 and you go out, but you don't go out, like, ex- as hard as you did on Friday, then you're usually pretty fine. See, that's why it was good for us with Nashville, because we flew out at, like, 10.30, so... And we did not go out hard Sunday night. That's the thing. We, we went made- to Broadway, but we had, like, maybe, like, three or four drinks. So... It was nice to, like, wake up and actually be able to get on the plane and not feel like absolute shit because that happened to me when I flew back from Denver after I did that work trip. Yeah. And I felt fine when I woke up because I was definitely still drunk. And then my hangover hit me as soon as we were boarding the plane. Mm -hmm. And I got immediate anxiety. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, here we go. And, yeah, we were, like, taxiing yeah. for, like, 20 minutes. For some reason, we, like, couldn't take off. And yeah. I literally was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to have a panic attack. Like, <laughs> just get me out of here. So, have you ever heard of The Hunt? Yeah. Okay, so. We for, talked about this. On the, Did we talk about it on the podcast? I think so. The Hunt, The Race? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to relate to the, the flying hungover factor. Uh, I went to that this past year. For those of you who don't know, it's, like, the Carolina Cup, but in New Jersey. And or the Kentucky Derby for people who don't know what the Carolina Cup is. Uh, yeah. It's not... It's a horse race. It's a horse race. And it's a bunch of college and recent postgrads that get black out at a horse race. Yep. And wear cute preppy outfits. Really great for the Instagram. Essentially. Aside. I went last year and I woke up the next morning and I think I might have gone to bed at like... 10 p.m. the night before like didn't even stay up late but you know I started drinking from 9 to 9 so not great for the body woke up drove to the Newark airport not ideal and died literally died in the airport they <laughs> literally was, died there was no food I'm like trying to eat a banana trying to eat some chips I don't even know Ew, oh my god bananas are supposed to help hangovers okay <laughs> and I got on the flight and I was so unwell by the time I got back to Charlotte I just, all I wanted to do was get in my bed, and that is exactly what I did, but it was too late in the day, because it was like a, it was like an 11 p.m. flight, and it seemed like it was early enough, but that's right when the hangover set in for me, so not ideal. So it really just depends. You have to really gauge how the weekend's going to go before you book that flight. Yeah. Be strategic about it. Be strategic. Well... I think... Do we want to wrap up with some Christmas thoughts? Oh, yeah. So, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be the 17th, but Sunday, December 16th, that's pretty much the last day that you can order online, as I've seen on a lot of um, websites. To get delivery before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, order your Christmas presents. I have not ordered all of my Christmas presents. (laughs) I'm still... 
I, I don't know what to get my dad. I'm struggling really hard. If anyone has suggestions, he my mom said he wants a golf shirt, a new That's easy. A new braided belt or um something else like golf related, like a pullover or something. Okay. So that's good. But I don't know, like I just want to get him something different. Like I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of like wish lists. Like I really prefer to get something for people that shows that I know like <laughs> what they like, but I mean, sadly I don't know what my dad likes. So Kim, what are you getting me? <laughs> So I'm not getting Madison anything. I'm not getting any of my friends anything. I hope they're not offended. But at this age, we just really can't afford it. <laughs> I'm, I'm too broke. Um, so actually, I have hot some hot takes on friend Christmas gifts. So me and my roommate have been, like, best friends for five years now. And we have never gotten each other a gift for a birthday or Christmas. And, I mean, we've been friends for five years. And this year, fortunately and unfortunately... She went to Italy and Paris for Thanksgiving break with her family, which is so cool. And I love Europe and I'm so beyond jealous of her. <laughs> um, and I know that she got me a gift and I know that she got it in some really fucking cool city. And I know she got me a gift because she was in a foreign country and she had the opportunity to buy me something that she knew that I would like. But also it kind of sucks because now... I have to get her a gift because I can't be a shitty roommate. Um, I have secured a gift, by the way. Very proud of myself. Wait, can you help me out? Because I know for a fact Mary's going to give me something, and I have not gotten her something, and I have no idea what to get her. Well, I don't want to disclose what I got her on air because I'm not sure. She listens to some of the episodes, but not <laughs> all of them. I know Mary doesn't listen, so I don't um, really care. But I think jewelry is a good go-to, like costume jewelry, like necklaces. Costume jewelry? Not co- You know what I mean? Like, not, like, not, like, super nice. Like, accessory jewelry? Yeah, like, cool rings yeah. that aren't, like, nice. Okay. Like, cool necklaces, not, like, yeah, a yeah, diamond yeah, yeah. necklace. That's what I mean by costume jewelry. I don't mean, like... Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But costume jewelry, I would assume that that's, like, nicer jewelry. No. Well, costume is just not the right word. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, Cost- it is. Costume jewelry is, like, stuff that looks fancy, but is, like, fake as shit. Okay, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I, get what, that- I get what you're saying. Like, auxiliary jewelry. Yeah, I don't know the word I'm thinking of. Or, like... Just normal jewelry, not fancy shit. Or, like, a scarf. Accessories. Accessories are a good go-to. Um, yeah. Because you don't want to spend more than, like, 50 or 60 bucks. What? I wouldn't even spend that much. I'd say 50 is max. God, okay. Kim's like, oh my god, I'm I'm dying. I'm broke. I'm so broke. We'll talk about this on an upcoming episode. But Our like finances. Yeah, but... <laughs> finances will definitely be a topic in the upcoming. I don't want to spend fifty like, dollars. Like... Or like a candle and like a bottle of wine or something. I would just spend cute. That's no more than like forty dollars. Like get like two things and maybe like twenty dollars each. I spent I spent like under forty dollars. Okay. But, like, $60, that's a lot. I'm just saying it depends on your relationship with the person and how much they spend on you. You don't know. I wouldn't want one of my friends to spend $60 on me. I'd be like, why the fuck are you doing that? Well, I would only do that if it was, like, a big occasion. What What is a big occasion for one of your friends? Like, your 30th birthday. I'll buy you a really good gift. 
<laughs> exactly a birthday but Christmas it's like we're not even gonna spend Christmas together so yeah I just got really like stressed because one of my other friends who may or may not listen to the podcast who knows sometimes she said she does I don't know whatever <laughs> I don't care she we can't stress these unloyal friends yeah well like they do listen and then of course they're gonna listen to the episode where I talk about them and then I'm gonna be like fuck well I just talked about the fact that you're buying me a Christmas gift so my friend just texted me and said hey can we hang out this week I was like oh yeah like we haven't seen each other in like two weeks she lives in Charlotte She's like, yeah, like, we have to catch up. And I just, like, I got you something for Christmas. I have to give it to you. Oh, no. <laughs> of course I haven't gotten her a gift or anything. And we're, we're very close. But I just don't buy friends gifts. I'm not buying Kim a gift. Sorry. It's and, okay. And I just... Your love is enough. Thanks. The podcast <laughs> is enough for you. It's enough. I also am not getting you a gift. So. so now I feel like, oh, I have to go buy her a candle or... Some lotion or a bottle of wine. And I just... Like, unless you have a reason to get them something or, like, a thought of what to get them that you're like, okay, I know that they've been wanting this all year. I think it's a really good gift. Like, all they've ever wanted is, like, a wick trimmer for their candle. Like, I'm going to get them a wick yeah. trimmer. Yeah, okay. But, agreed. like, getting them another candle, another bottle of lotion, it's like, oh, my gosh, thanks for the gift, but it's just going to sit on their nightstand yeah. and just like not be used like so um I actually almost bought Kim a Christmas gift like two days ago but I was really cheap and I didn't buy it <laughs> can you tell me what you're so gonna now, give me that so now I'm gonna disclose it on the podcast I actually <laughs> was still thinking about buying it today I was like should I just go back and get it for her Aww. I know I might still just buy it for you even if, since I'm telling you now I still might buy it for you <clears throat> just because it's so cute so, I'm in this store. It's a boutique in Charlotte. It's called Girl Tribe. They have really cute stuff. And I was buying another Christmas gift for someone else. And um, I see they have, like, a lot of gift things, but they also have clothes, jewelry, etc. And they have, like, this section that's, like, um, paper stuff. You know what I mean? No. Notebooks, calendars, etc. Paper stuff could have gone, like, any direction, so... <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. So there's this, like, mini notepad, and it was, like, thoughts I have while drunk or something. <laughs> and I wanted to buy it for Kim so bad, but it was, like, $15. Oh, my God. What? It was so overpriced, but it was so cute. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, our podcast aesthetic. Like, thoughts we have while drunk. Like, that's our podcast. Thoughts we have while drunk is what we do. We should just go in on it together. <laughs> Split $15 two ways. $7.50, we can do it. But I'm not kidding. I was, like, this close to buying it for you, and I was, like, I was, like, feeling really broke in the moment, so I didn't, and now I kind of regret it. I kind of still wish I bought it. So, okay, I agree, though. Like, finding something that you're, like, okay, I know this person would love, I'll get it for So, them. in that case, I feel like you would have appreciated it. Yeah, for sure, because it's not, like... It's like, not like if you were to get me cliche. a candle. If you were to get me a candle, I would have been like, okay, she rolling like, my eyes. She feels like she has to give me a gift. I feel guilty because I know that like she doesn't want to spend this money on me. I am like annoyed because I had to spend the money on her to get her a gift. Like so, I'm yeah. glad that we have that friendship. Where we're just like, you know what? Fuck gifts. Save your money. Don't waste it on me. Like, it's just not worth it. And that's how I feel with my roommate most of the time, but. I do know she got me something cool because, like, she has really cool style and stuff, and I know that she got me something cool. Yeah. In Italy or In which case, France. like... And she knows, like, I'm obsessed with Italy. I studied abroad in Milan, in case you guys didn't know. Um, <laughs> so I Wait, know... Wait, did you study abroad in Italy? 
And, like, she knows that, like, that's, like, one of my my things. So I had to get her something, you know? Yeah. So in that case, I don't feel bad about it. I was just like, oh, it's an extra gift that I normally don't have to purchase. But for the most part, I don't support it, you know? Yeah, I know. Just at this age, don't get your don't your waste gifts. Don't waste the money. I'm, like, so annoyed. I have my holiday Christmas party at work, and it's, like, a white elephant exchange, you know? I always end up with the worst gifts. Last year, I got champagne flutes. Actually, the current ones we're drinking out of. Wait, really? So. That's a really good gift. My um, office Christmas party, they usually do, like, we do a white elephant, so everyone brings something, whatever you, like, spin it around yeah, and yeah. pick. Um, so we did it last year, and I was eyeing these champagne flutes. Someone opened it up first, and I was eyeing them, and I stole it. You know how you can do yeah, the stealing yeah. thing? That and stresses I, me out. And I stole these, but there was a lot of alcohol like, legit alcohol, like, bottles of wine and, like, vodka and stuff, and people wanted that more than they wanted the actual, like, alcohol holders, Mm -hmm. aka champagne flutes, and I wanted these so bad, and I think everyone knew that they were, like, my aesthetic. (laughs) Um, Everyone's like, okay, Madison, just take them, jeez. They say, like, cheers, love, all this. Celebrate. Celebrate, all that kind of stuff, and, like, gold writing on them, and they're really cute. So I stole them from someone, and I ended up getting them. So, and our, I think our budget is, like, $25, Mm-hmm. Um, so there were four of them and I got, and I was so excited. I was like, I got the best like office Christmas party exchange gift ever. Yeah. And I gave out two, um, beer glasses that had a Charlotte, like the shape of the Charlotte. I mean, not Charlotte. Oh, the shape of North Carolina on them. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I got what you're saying. A four pack of like seasonal beer, like local seasonal beer. It was like joy to the world or some shit was the name of the beer. Uh-huh. So I thought that was cute. That is cute. Um, but I'm, like, stressed now. I have to, like, give something out. You're and doing it again this year for yeah, your work? Yeah. And I feel like the go-to is to do something alcohol-related, like, just because everyone's appealed. Like, that's appealing for everyone. Yeah. See, we don't, again, we have a small, very small office, so we don't do, like, a big Christmas party. Um, but my boss did say that she was going to get us tickets to the hip-hop Nutcracker. Wait, I still want to go to that. It's so cool like well I haven't been but it sounds really cool because it's just like hip-hop like break dancers to the nutcracker so like I think my coworker went to this last year and he said it was it's really cool it's this band or not band it's this group that tours like from California oh I thought it was just a Charlotte thing no no they like go on a tour wait can we go it's actually really cool and tickets are only like $20 if you live in a big city you need to look it up and see if they're coming to you because it's actually looks super cool. Word. So I'm excited to see my second nutcracker of the season. A different nutcracker. Yeah, because it's so much better than buying a gift. Like my boss is like, yeah, we'll just like get tickets like for this thing. That'll be like our quote unquote holiday Christmas party. party yeah. 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 It's hard. I mean, just so many gifts for so many different vibes of people, but... Alcohol-related gifts are always a go-to. I'm probably going to end up buying, like, wine, a couple bottles of wine or something for this. Because who doesn't love to get fucked up? I mean, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. All right, well, um, call the voicemail, 704-659-6974. Boom! We (laughs) killed it this time, guys. Um... So, yeah, call us. Leave us a voicemail. We got a bunch this week, so thanks for calling in, guys. Um, the much next, appreciated. The next two episodes are probably going to be a little janky because... They'll probably be remote. Well, no, maybe just one. 
When are you going home? I am leaving this coming Friday. Okay. So this Sunday for sure. Yeah. And then when are you coming back? I'm coming back the day after Christmas. So. The 26th? Yes. Okay, me too. So we'll be back for a New Year's episode. Okay, cool. Oh, um, New Year's. We'll have many hot takes on that, so we'll... I don't even know what our plans are. We'll do a little Christmas wrap-up after we're back together in the studio and uh, give our New Year's takes. Believe me, we have a lot of hot takes on that holiday. (laughs) And, yeah, so call us the hotline with your questions, and we will respond, hopefully. Tweet at us. um, DM us on Instagram, at Mills and Mimosas, at tag me KB on Instagram, at tweet at KB on Twitter. At Mads Morsh on both Twitter and Instagram, M-O-R-S-C-H. And we'll respond because we love the fans. Hashtag Mill Nation. Hashtag Mill Nation. Love you. Love you. Bye.